0: Welcome to the witches and prose podcast my name is haley camarillo author of fury and flame book one of the witching hour series out this fall uh, today i have with me author courtney lillard uh, the author of the dark angel series uh, hi thank you for being on today i'm so excited to have you
1: hi haley i'm happy to be here
0: <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about the dark angel series
1: Yes. So right now I have three books out. The first one is called The Shadow's Grasp. The second one is called The Guardian's Deception. The third one is called The Puppet's Blight. And the fourth one is called The Angel's uh, Descent. And that one will be out in late July. It is an epic fantasy series that follows primarily the protagonist named Cora, who is a dark mage trainee. And she basically learns that she can wield demonic energy which is illegal in their country and so she finds herself the target for obviously the law in the country as well as a race of what is what are called angels in the series.
0: Okay that sounds very exciting. <laughs> I like that. Thank um. You. So what inspired the Dark Angels series?
1: Honestly I've probably had this idea rolling around in my head for the last like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, when I started college, I had just, I i can't even remember what started it because it's been so long. But as the years progressed, before I even considered writing, I had thought about what I wanted the story to be. And actually, a lot of times when I think of the stories, I'll play it out almost like a, like a stage play with different scenes. And a lot of it is based on music as well. So I might listen to a soundtrack or a song and then picture a scene from the story and kind of go from there. So it's been a culmination of just years and years of, of ideas that um, I've gathered inspiration from other fantasy genre, um, you know, the genre, subgenres from other media, such as movies, video games, books, TV shows. I mean, everything Mm -hmm. has just come together. And I finally had the opportunity to write it uh, back in 2018. After I finished graduate school, I had about a year where I didn't have anything to do. I was in between jobs. And my husband was finishing school too. It was right before we were going to move. So mm-hmm. I had, I just had time and I thought, well, you know, I might as well write it all down. So it's not just floating around in my head anymore.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. That is really cool. I love how you, uh, take so much inspiration from like outside sources mm-hmm. and the music. Um, I definitely really resonate with that. So that's really cool. <laughs> Um, so what started you on your actual writing journey? Um, was it that? Was it just that you you had the time and you were like, hey, you know what? Let me take advantage of this.
1: Mm -hmm. A part of it I would say was definitely that it's so Mm -hmm. hard to find the time to write, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure any, as I'm sure you know too, and any author, um, just taking the time to sit down and have nothing else to focus on. That was a huge, huge help. But also I had always had it on my bucket list to publish a book. And I don't know where that came from, because again, I had just had ideas. I didn't actually think about creating a series or going so in depth with anything, but I knew I just wanted to publish a book. I thought it would be fun. And so the written media just happened to be the most convenient for me at the time for sharing those ideas Mm -hmm. with others. And so I just, Sat down and started writing without even the intention of publishing. I just thought I'll get all of these ideas down on quote unquote paper yes. and then we'll go from there.
0: That is awesome. Uh so okay, uh are, is there. Uh is there any romance in the Dark Angel series?
1: There is. So right now it's a little confusing because I have the first four books. Then there's a bit of a time skip to actually, I had honestly intended to end the series after the fourth book, but of course more ideas just came. So you go with it. And I had a time skip for, I think it's two years, three years in there. And I thought, well, you know, there are two characters I would definitely ship. So, why not, why not just try it and see? And I'm not a big, a lot of the series, how I wrote it and my style was based on what I like to read and I'm not a huge romance um, enthusiast, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: I, I like the subplots in there. I like when the relationships develop and a lot of what I focus on as a writer is character development. And so those two characters that I ship, have sort of that development. And I thought, well, with a time skip, you give it a little bit more of a realism in there. And, um, so I did put them together for the fifth book that I do have it all written. Um, currently I'm at the end of the sixth book I'm writing, which might be the end of the series. I don't know. We'll see, but, uh, they will, they will get together by the end of the sixth book. I won't spoil any, any more than that, but uh, there (laughs) is a little bit of romance later on.
0: Awesome. That is really cool. So, uh, you kind of answered my next question. So you would, you definitely are very character based with your books. Um, (laughs) what is the plotting process? Like, are you more of a pantser, a plotter? Um, how does that work?
1: Oh, I'm definitely a plotter. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, um, I thought I could be a pantser. I thought I might be able to, to try it, but ultimately my head just goes back to outlining. And when I do that, it's not super detailed, but I will have my document I'll have where I'm writing. And then below that, just different, a different breakdown of the scenes and the character switches with their perspectives. So I don't, Oh, I'm not one of those crazy people who can just sit down and and write and <laughs> whatever comes to their mind. I definitely have everything planned out in my head and have to write it down before. So I don't forget anything.
0: That's, that's really cool. I have become more of a plotter in recent years, but I'm definitely more on the pantsing side of it. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always so interesting to see the differences like in people's thought processes for it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And there's no one right way. And that's the most amazing part of any any creative field. But especially with writing, I just, like you said, I don't know how people can do it yeah. different ways, but everybody has their way and it works yeah. for them.
0: Exactly. As long as it works, keep doing it. Right. <laughs> um. What was your biggest struggle did you feel like with writing this series?
1: Oh, I... I struggle with other outside influences, I would say. So what I mean by that is if I am reading a different series, if I am watching a different TV show that is somewhat similar, some of that will seep into... I don't know, my subconscious, and I can see it in my writing. The biggest issue I had, and I'm working on it, it's it's definitely gotten so much better than it was to begin with. Um, but I started reading, I was reading the Throne of Glass series mm-hmm. by Sarah J. Moss when I started writing. And my whole writing process, like I said, I was just writing down whatever came to mind. I wasn't organizing it or really thinking about about how it would be structured as a book because I had no intention to publish. But when I did consider publishing and I did go back and read the first book, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds just like her protagonist. I'm like, oh no, I don't wanna be like that. I don't want her like that at all. So that's not how I imagined it. So uh, just going back and making those edits, but that's been more of a challenge. And honestly, it really stinks because I like to read. And I like to expose myself, like I mentioned, to different uh, forms of fantasy, but you have to sort of set that part of your brain aside as a writer, as the one creating, and then just sit back and enjoy what someone else has created.
0: Definitely. No, I, I completely understand that. um Lee mm-hmm. Mass was also a huge inspiration for my first. Oh time. yeah. So, and there were similarities with one of the characters and I went back and my husband was like, yeah, he sounds a lot like Rhysand. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I gotta fix that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I totally understand that. It's really hard though, especially cause like yeah. everyone's always like, you know, reading is like the best thing you can do as an author is reading yes. and learning your genre and all that. And, mm-hmm. and but it's, it is, it's so hard because like you said, it just kind of seeps into your unconscious and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you look and you're like, Oh, that was really similar. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't intend for that to happen. Right. Okay.
1: Well, that's why the beta readers and yes. C readers can tell you Oh, it yeah. exactly like so and so, and then you change. It. Yeah. Um,
0: so do you have a favorite character in your series?
1: I have many. <laughs> i sure most talk people talk about do. a couple of them. <laughs> um, obviously the protagonist is I would say she's my favorite. Um I based a lot of her character on my husband. He thinks is hilarious because she starts out as a very naive, a very ignorant, and just kind of a bratty 16 year old, because of course all 16 year olds are like that. But, um, and then, like I had mentioned, I focus a lot on character development throughout the series, not just on one book. And so, as it progresses and as she overcomes different issues and different experiences, you see her become an adult and become. fully trained mage and so I that's again what I take pride in as an author and I love hearing I have often heard that people will hate her in the first book even the second book because again that's how she's supposed to be so that you can see that character growth as it progresses Um, she's very determined very headstrong and and Readers will see that she does care about people, and she will fight to protect the people she cares about. You just don't see that right away because she doesn't have those friendships, she doesn't have those relationships developed already. So she would be the first. The second character is her mentor, who's a master dark mage. His name is Byron, and not to not to talk myself up, but I based a lot of my character, my personality. on his character, and so he uh, is a very professional, a very scholarly person, and so he has a lot of responsibilities thrown onto his shoulders that he has to focus on, and it's almost for the greater good is his mentality. Everything that he does is for other people and to help them and to fulfill those responsibilities that have been placed on him. Well, at the same time, he is essentially the only person in Korra's life at the time of of the beginning of the series. Mm -hmm. And so he is looking out for her even when other people don't. And even when she discovers that she can use that demonic power and she becomes a threat to other people, she... Want, you know, people want to kill her essentially because it's that dangerous and he's the one who's there and he's the one who's protecting her her humanity essentially
0: oh I like that that's really cool thank I love you. how much of like yourself and your husband you put characters. <laughs> I love that it's really funny
1: thank you really like, fun. I can't tell too many people because uh, then I'll be like uh, those people who read the book will be like oh I can I can see that you know the, <laughs> that's good or bad that's
0: that's awesome though I like that a lot I feel like yeah we always it's always so easy to put our like a lot of ourselves and Mm -hmm. and that we know into characters so right um do you have I know this is one of the questions we went over do you have a favorite scene or like are one are one of the books more your favorite than the other I guess like
1: oh that's I (laughs) I like that question I like it (laughs) My favorite book is the third book because, so another thing that I try to do is expand on the world as, um, as the books progress essentially. So the first one really takes place. I do have a map in, in the beginning of my books that I actually, I had it on paper, but I never put it into the books until about a month ago. I decided I'll design it and then put it in because Mm -hmm. I never thought about the reader wanting to actually trace the layout of, of all of the towns and the cities within the series. And so putting that in, I actually realized in the first book, they really only go to two or three places, two or three cities Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and are traveling a lot. The second book goes a little bit more, they go a little bit more South in the country. And then in the third book, Cora goes off on her own, essentially for. Or the second half of the book and that's really the first time when she's doing something on her own and so there comes a point because I switch character perspective so Cora will be off doing her own thing Byron is the other main perspective that I will follow he'll be off doing his own thing and there's a point where they Meet. And there's essentially a battle with what in those series they're called demonic creatures, which are animals that essentially become possessed by that demonic energy, which is a a life. It is a presence within the series. So that can take over and then make these deformed creatures. And so they end up coming together. and Cora meets new companions Byron is there with their old companions and in that climactic fight is where they meet and where I think Cora realizes okay I can't do things on my own I need other people to help me if I'm going to get anywhere uh, in the future and I'm trying to tiptoe around the plot a little bit because um those demonic creatures and um the demon who has that energy that ends up possessing them uh, play a huge role in the, in the third book. And I like ending the books kind of with a little twist to, or new information being thrown in. So there are just, there's so many scenes that I could pick, but that one definitely, definitely sticks out. The third book is just near and dear to my heart. (laughs)
0: That is really cool. It sounds super exciting. I cannot wait to go pick up a copy of it. <laughs> it's um, so I think that that is all of our questions for today. But I had so much fun learning about this. Um, I can't wait to kind of to go through and read it and let you know and leave a review. For you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you. Well, and I'm sure you know, it's always fun to talk about to talk about books and any you yeah. know whoever they're by and learning what the behind the scenes thoughts are and what went into it so I thank you for having me on here oh my
0: gosh of course I I really enjoyed it and uh thank you readers for um, watchers for uh, <laughs> for watching this episode of the witches and prose podcast um Courtney you have a great day and thank you